Welcome to a new episode of Saturday Soundbites, the vibrant and powerhouse podcast where we discuss all things customer service, marketing, and communications in the K-12 education space. I'm Veronica V. Sofer, a K-12 communications expert with more than two decades in the industry, and I'm your host. Communications is at the heart of everything in education, and I'm committed to bringing on innovative, passionate, and successful experts that are going to teach you how to level up your district's visibility and impact. So whether you're an education leader, teacher, school marketer, or anything in between, Saturday Soundbites is your go-to for information, insight, and sometimes a good laugh. Be sure to check out my website, veronicavsofer.com, to get even more tips and tools and to see some of the powerful resources and courses I've created for educators. Now let's dive into this week's episode. Hello, hello, and welcome to Saturday Sound Bites. I'm your host, Veronica Sofer, and I am coming to you again this week with another great episode that will bring you some fantastic content as you are thinking about your visibility for not only your business, for any other projects you're working on, or for those side hustles you've got going. So today we're going to be talking about effective marketing strategies and PR and how they can help your business and your visibility grow. And before I bring my guest on, I want to take care of some housekeeping. So if you are listening on the podcast, make sure you hit subscribe. We don't want you to miss any episodes of Saturday Sound Bites. And if you're watching on Facebook or YouTube, drop us some comments. So let's go ahead and bring our guest on today. I've got Marco joining us from San Antonio. Hello, Marco. Hello. Happy to be here. Very excited about having you on. Mostly I'm excited because we probably have the same accent. Right. Very true. <laughs> Remember our Texas accent, right? That's right. That Texas accent. Well, tell me a little bit about what it is that you do in, in the marketing space. So um, I am a longtime student of marketing and I've studied a wide range of different types of, of marketing. I mean, ideally, right in this space, we need to learn kind of at least the basics of all of it. But what I've done is I've kind of decided that I want to niche down a little bit further into more of the publishing um, and media space. Mm -hmm. So I use both of those outlets, publishing and media, different various types of it uh, in a very strategic way for the businesses that I work with um, to help them utilize those types of marketing tools and assets to help grow, to help stand out, to help build their authority as well. Mm -hmm. That's a big one is helping the, the business owner to kind of elevate their positioning status within their niche all within those types of, of marketing assets and strategies. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I wonder too, for those, uh, those of us who have brick and mortar businesses, the idea of digital marketing is sometimes really basic because maybe they were running ads in the local newspaper or maybe heavily involved in the local chamber of commerce. And so their marketing dollars went to some of that. Um, more traditional ways of marketing, but tell me a little bit about this, um, how to diversify with digital marketing, because it's a different strategy and it requires different execution. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. So the digital stuff is like, I mean, there's so many different ways that you can go with it, right? We have the organic stuff, which would just be like, okay, I'm going to post something cool on Instagram, or I'm going to post something interesting on LinkedIn. Um, and if you, if you get the right stuff, you're producing the right content in front of the right audience, you can even get a decent amount of a response from something like that. So I think all, all of those are obviously important. Then you open up a whole entire other world when you start getting into paid advertising, mm -hmm. right? So you might, you might have a Google ad where somebody types in what they're looking for, what they're searching for, and then your information comes up, hopefully. Um, and then that, that becomes a potential lead. 
obviously a lot of us spend a lot of time on on places like Facebook. And so people are just there scrolling and they may be, oh, let me just see what my family or my friends are up to. And then here comes this ad across the stream. And it's like, how did they know that I was, uh, you know, I was just talking about the fact that I wanted to go take a vacation in X, Y, Z. And now all of a sudden this thing is showing up in front of me. I think we've all had that experience, right? Right. So, um, and then like I had some success uh, last year running TikTok ads. TikTok is a is a is a very exciting place. Mm-hmm. Um, it's become one of my favorite, um, you know, social outlets, social media outlets. A lot of dopamine hits going on there when I'm watching these videos, right? But um, I was running some ads on there, and I was getting a huge response. Um, but I found that it was there. There was a lot of quality. I'm sorry, quantity over quality. Right on that. So right. there was so many people on there, and I was getting a ton of people filling out the form. But the quality of it, the person wasn't quite as serious about actually opening up their wallet and doing something about it, right? Whereas what I found, like, for example, on Facebook was that those people were, the their intent was a lot higher. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then, of course, guess what? The Google, the guy that actually was going and saying, I need this. I have this problem. That guy was like, I'm signing up for something today. I don't know if it's going to be you or the other guy, but I am ready to rock. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so I think with all of those different strategies, those digital strategies, you've got to be aware of where where's the mind of this particular prospect? Are they ready to rock now? Are they just kind of kicking tires? Do they just want information? Are they just kind of in a learning phase? You've got to be aware of those things. And then you've got to make sure that you're positioned and ready. Mm-hmm. So maybe the TikTok person, you could just give them a free report. And let them learn or or have them go through a video, a three-part video series. But maybe your Google guy, like that one is ready so that when he comes in, somebody calls him within like 60 seconds and and is able to solve the problem that he has. Mm -hmm. And how do you help someone figure out where their person is, right? I mean, I, I think a lot of us have designed you know, the, our perfect avatar or in a traditional corporate setting, we've identified our target audience and the demographics. And But in a digital space, it's it's, it's a little bit more, um, com- I don't know if it's complicated or just a little bit more in- intense. How do you work through that and identify who you're trying to reach and where they're at? No, you're, you're absolutely right, Veronica. It is more complicated. Mm-hmm. It, it's, 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 there's a lot now. Um, I, I have a mentor that's been doing marketing since the, since like probably the 1970s. And then he was really big on studying like all the marketing greats from like, you know, the early 1900s. And one of the things that he's always talking about was how easy it was to market because there were just, there were very little channels, right? There were very few channels to choose from. It was radio, newspaper, television, and maybe like some direct mail. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and there were not a whole lot of other outlets, right? Now we have this thing that I consider to be a, both a blessing and a curse, which is that we have this easy access to basically just get in front of our phone, get in front of our webcam, turn it on, and we can start producing content very easily. Mm-hmm, and we can, mm-hmm. we can send it out there to the, to the world, right? The challenge, though, of course, is now the key word that I like to talk about is differentiation, Right. Because there's so much that's being thrown now at the average person, the average consumer. Now they're starting to, we, and we're all experiences, right? We're like kind of like ducking and dodging. Like, I don't have time for that. I don't have time for that. I don't have time for that. But then if somebody does a really good job with their marketing and they make it fun, interesting, stand out, 
And dare I even say you make it a little bit, um, you know, there's a little bit of controversy there, right? Mm-hmm. right. Um, you're going to stand out. And in marketing, controversy is a very good thing. Mm-hmm. And so the number one rule with all marketing is don't be boring. Boring marketing will get ignored completely. Yeah. And yeah. so it's important to utilize different strategies and different levels of, I guess you could say, um, of controversy um, to stand out, right? Because if you're not standing out, then you're dead. You're mm-hmm. dead in your tracks. So that's mm-hmm. really the number one thing. It is very complicated, Veronica. You have to figure these things out. That is part of our strategy process. When we when we meet with um, with ideal prospects, we do have a very comprehensive process of actually going through there over a 30 to 60 day period and pulling all that information out because that's how important that is. Yeah, you know, it, it really is. And that we actually have that. It's actually a service in itself. Mm-hmm. It's a separate service. It's not cheap because it's kind of labor intensive and you really are not going to get anywhere if you don't spend all that time up front figuring out who am I marketing to and what strategies do we need to be implementing in this process? Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And there are people who decide to sidestep that step or you know, don't invest the time and they've wasted a ton of money and then they want to know why their campaign wasn't successful. And and someone with your expertise can immediately point to it and say, okay, where was the investment in the front end? Right. That's exactly right. Yeah. So tell me a little bit about, you know, on Saturday Soundbites, we like to talk about marketing, PR, advertising, primarily, and how those three things really come together to hold up a visibility strategy. And so um, I love uh, Marco, when when we first connected, the idea of it takes a little bit of everything to come together. So tell me about how you implement the PR side of putting together a marketing strategy for someone. Yeah, PR is such a big deal. And I think it's one of those things that as, as the years are going by and we're getting more comfortable and more acclimated with all of these new social platforms and digital platforms, this is now becoming just the way of life mm-hmm. for us, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I'm, I was born in the early 80s. I grew up, you know, late 80s and early 90s. I was a kid. I got kind of the benefit of a hybrid life where half of my life, we didn't have internet. Mm-hmm. Half of my life, the only option was really to go outside and ride my bike, you know, whereas my children are coming up and this is the only thing they know is Wi-Fi. Right. You know, right. the only thing they know are all these social platforms. And so we have to be forward thinking in that sense and reminding ourselves that this is what this is just the way of life for them. This is all they're going to know. Mm-hmm. And so as they become adults, they don't they don't have anything to compare and contrast like the way that we did, where we kind of understood like, OK, um, and I and I, I hate to admit this, but I really miss the offline days. Right. I think there's and I think eventually. Yeah. I think this stuff's going to get so saturated that one day the world's going to be like, you know what? I'm disconnecting. I'm going (laughs) back to the old school where people don't know my every move and they don't know everything that I'm doing and I'm more invisible and more private and more low key. But that's going to probably take a while, Veronica. I think for a long time, this is just going to be the new way of life for people. Um, And so you have to be aware of the fact that some of your some of your market may want this stuff and some of your market may not want that kind of stuff. If you're dealing with an older crowd, they're definitely still more of the mindset of pre social media. Right. And so, but the thing is that they're using it still. Right. They they may not like it, but they're using it. Right. right? But they're having difficulty adjusting to it in some ways. And so you should be aware that some of these people that may find your information don't always want to go to it. Don't, don't just automatically tell me to text this number 
give me a phone number that I can call because that's all I've known my whole entire life. Right. Mm -hmm. And so, but going back to the PR thing, I think that's a really, really big deal. And I think that that's another strategy to differentiate. That's, that's Mm -hmm. the way that I preach that with Mm -hmm. my clients. I always tell them, um, the word that we're focused on here beyond differentiation is positioning. Mm-hmm. So what position do you hold within your marketplace? Mm-hmm. Are you somebody or are you totally just like you don't even exist, right? Mm-hmm. If you're not working on those types of PR strategies to elevate your status, again, you're going to be invisible in mm-hmm. the marketplace. And I'm really big on uh, employing all these different methods to help my clients to um, elevate themselves so that they look like somebody that's important, at least in the mind of their prospect, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. We call it getting slightly famous. <laughs> slightly so, famous. I love that. <laughs> yeah. So it's like if you were to go to a, a, a trade show that was within your niche and you've been in that niche for several years and you've employed all these these uh, authority marketing principles, people are going to be like, I know you. I follow your podcast. I read your book. and They want to take a picture with you and all that, you know. But the moment you walk out of that convention center and the guy that's walking in front of you, he's like, I don't know that you're nobody, you know, and that's what's getting slightly famous is like, as long as you're important and famous in the eyes of the people that ideally that you're trying to get business from, then you've succeeded. And that's where the PR stuff really comes in because you want to make sure you squeeze out every little drop out of any kind of PR that you've achieved. So I've gone on a couple of local, I went on uh, Houston, Houston life, I think is what the show is called mm-hmm. there in Houston. Yeah. I did a segment on there. Um, and then I took that video and I was like, I'm getting my money out of this thing, man. Let me tell you. So I took the sound bites from that and I repurposed it and I turned it into a TikTok. I repurposed it and turned it into a Facebook ad. I was putting it on on Instagram, you know, and I was putting it on LinkedIn. So yeah, I spent a lot of money to go on that show because it was basically a commercial that I Mm -hmm. paid for, Mm -hmm. right? But by repurposing it and using it over and over and over again, it wasn't just a one and done. I've had people say, yeah, you know, I went on the local news thing. I spent a lot of money. I, I got like two leads out of it. And I'm like, you're not using that. You're not utilizing that correctly. Mm-hmm. You need to repurpose that content over and over and turn it into an evergreen content, right. which means something that basically keeps living on, right? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. that's one of the great benefits of all this social stuff and YouTube and all these things, right? Is that like this this uh, podcast that you and I are doing, it's going to live out in the world forever. Somebody may find this five, six years from now and say, that's exactly what I was looking for. I wanted information on that. And that was very helpful. Mm-hmm. So we need to make sure that we are squeezing every last little drop out of whatever type of PR that we achieve to make sure we really get our, our full money's worth on these things. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, I tell people all the time, getting a media interview, whether it's earned or paid, it's fantastic, but it only lives for that moment. It's the marketing of the appearance of the connection that really gets you um, that, that reach for your target audience. And so I love that you talked about repurposing because that's exactly what we're, we're trying to um, convey to our listeners is that it requires multiple strategies to reach your goal. Um, And I, and, and I love your thoughts on what, uh, people should be doing maybe who work for a large organization, maybe a healthcare facility, or maybe a school, or um, you know, so a non-traditional corporate space. How do they compete today in a way that they haven't had to in the past? Yeah, I love that question. And and let me just take a little half step back and just mention, by the way, that I grew up in a family of educators. 
So um, my mom was a was a principal of a, of a public school here in San Antonio. Then she retired. And then these people came looking for her. They were like, you're so good at what you do. We need you to run this charter school that we're starting. So she went back. And then now she was a principal of this charter school. And she made a she always was focused on trying to make a big impact in the life of these uh, kids that are coming from challenging backgrounds. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. I have a special place in my heart for the educator and those that actually really do care about their students, right? But there's two different sides to what they're doing. There's the take care of the students and make sure they get educated. And then there's the business side of the whole equation. Right. And if if that, that charter school, if that hospital, if that nonprofit is not employing these same strategies, I'm sorry, but they, they're very likely going to suffer the exact same fate of a business that wouldn't do the same thing. Right. So the short answer, Veronica, is they have to look at it. These These public schools or even the charter, whatever it is. They have to look at it through the same lens as a small business. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. They absolutely have to see it that way. Mm -hmm. And again, now when I was growing up, it was you go to public school or you go to private school and that's basically it. Mm -hmm. Either I'm going right. to go to Catholic school or I'm going to go to public school. You know, that, that's pretty much the, the main two options. Now uh, that has changed a lot. Yeah. There are a lot more options. Homeschooling even has gotten a lot more popular. That's right. Yeah. There's all these charter schools all over the place now. Um, and then, you know, so competition, though, is a good thing, mm -hmm. I think. Right. Mm -hmm. It's kind of pressuring everyone to kind of step it up a little bit more and make sure that they're all providing something valuable. But what does that do that that makes the person, the parent in this case, if, if we're talking about a school that makes them take a step back and say, well, which route are we going to take? Mm -hmm. What's going to be best for the kids? So they need to come in with the same strategies. They need to be providing um, information assets, information and marketing assets that will let these people know that here's why we're the best. Mm -hmm. Myself, I love the idea of using a book mm -hmm. and I love very easy to read question and answer books. Mm -hmm. So I think that these types of, of organizations should have books that they give away to everyone that comes through, especially if they have like some sort of an element of a tour mm -hmm. that's involved, yeah. right? Yeah. We have, yeah. uh, we, I have a client that has a daycare center so every time somebody comes in for a tour of the daycare center, after they're finished, they say, here's our book. Mm -hmm. So hopefully you enjoyed the information. Hopefully it was insightful, but here's a little bit more information about us. Mm -hmm. And that really helps them to stand out. It really mm -hmm. helps them to differentiate and helps them to build that authority. And it shows the person that came there that they really care. Yeah. They really care about giving them good educational content, right? Because our goal is we always want to be the educator and the advocate for the success of our prospects or clients. Mm -hmm. And let me tell you, Veronica, that holds true no matter what it is that you're That's doing. That's right. Yeah. Regardless. Yes. So that would be kind of my short answer. I have a lot more to say about it, but <laughs> we have a short limit of time here. So yeah, no, I think it's great because I think oftentimes we um, maybe tune in and say, oh, but that's for a business owner, or that might be for the marketing department of the company I work for. But the reality is all of us in any organization we're supporting, um, maybe even as a volunteer, or like we talked about a nonprofit, we all have a role because the expectations of our society has changed. And so we have to communicate more often, more quickly, more effectively, and and more efficiently. Um, so I, I I think the strategies you shared are right on point for anyone trying to um, reach their their target audience or their avatar or their prospect. Right? I mean, however yeah. it is you categorize it, if you're not making that connection, you're not going to make that sale or make that business happen. Very true. Very yeah. True. 
Yep. Um, can I just uh, mention Please, one yeah. other quick thing? The other strategy that is extremely important that a businesses neglect, as well as I'm sure nonprofits and organizations and schools and all that, is uh, list building. Yes. And so it's so vitally important to make sure that you are taking the time to grab the information of the people that are interested in whatever it is that you're offering and, and grab their, their name, their email, their phone number, and their address. Once you have that information and you have their approval to market to them, um, and usually you achieve that by giving them what we call the ethical bribe. So again, in this case, it would be like, here's this book. In exchange for that, can we get your information? Absolutely. You're giving me content. This helps me. I'm glad to give you my info. And then a lot of businesses and organizations drop the ball right then and there. Yeah. They never email them again. They never send them a direct mail. God forbid you, you send something in the mail. <laughs> right. God forbid you put a stamp and you mail them something. Right. Um, and nowadays you can even send a text blast and, and mm -hmm. it doesn't have to be spammy. It doesn't have to be something, you know, annoying. I could see a school sending a text blast out and saying, you know, to a list of prospects that says, learn more about what we have to offer in our upcoming webinar on this date. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Right. And yeah. then they can just from the comfort of their home, they can sit there, they can watch it and they can learn more about why that school is so amazing and so much better than all the other ones in that area. Right. And then for, at the end of the webinar, you turn that into now next step, come up, come in. We'd like to give you an in-person tour. Right. That kind of thing. Right. So right. that's why list building is so vital to the success of any business or any organization. And it's extremely important to make sure that you are putting effort into giving away something that's valuable in exchange for content and then building that list. Yeah. Oh, that's such great advice. And that, that, that rings true, especially that education space where we're competing and we just assume that we're reaching people. But the reality is if you're not marketing, you're only connecting to the people you're already connected to. Right. And the idea is we need to grow, we need to grow that reach. Um, so Marco, that's, that's a really great tip. How can people work with you? What's the best way to connect and learn more about what it is you're doing? Because I, I hear you um, talking about these great strategies and the investments that your team puts in with your clients. I would love our listeners to learn more about how you work. Yeah, I really appreciate that, Veronica. So I've got two, two companies. One of them is called Expert Publishing. Expert Publishing Associates. The other one's called Pina Colada Media. And so uh, pinacoladamedia.com and expertpublishing.associates. Okay. So instead of .com on that one, it's .associates. Those are the two main things that I'm focused on right now is helping either businesses or even organizations to have their own podcast that they could host so that they also could be putting out content just much in the same way that you and I are doing here. Mm -hmm. Um, and then on the publishing side, to be able to produce these little marketing assets, these little uh, small books that are very easy um, to give away, they're affordable, and the people that receive them really like them. So th those are those are my two uh, main places that I send people are to my websites, and they can get more information there. That's great. And don't worry, guys, if you didn't catch it, it will be in the show notes. So there'll be a direct link. Marco, before we end this episode, leave us with one just gem that you're going to drop for us. that's going to change someone's business, the, change their business. One gem. Oh my gosh. Yeah. The problem I mean, not like you haven't dropped four or five already. I mean, let me just be clear. You've already done a really good job. <laughs> the problem in my brain is that I've just got so much in there that I think it's like, it's, this is all super important, but 
Um, maybe just to kind of reiterate and summarize some of the things that we've already talked about. Mm-hmm. Um, I just really think that it's so vitally important to make sure that you are are putting conscious effort to elevating your positioning in whatever it is that you are doing. Mm-hmm. So make sure that you are producing content. Make sure that you are spending that time and giving away information that shows that you are knowledgeable, that you are the educator and that you are the advocate for your success of your prospect or, or client. Mm-hmm. Make sure that you are putting that information out there because again, um, at the end of the day, either be interesting, be controversial or be educational or just go ahead and die. Um, One of of my favorite shows that I watch on TV, the guy always says, let's take this thing behind the barn and shoot it, (laughs) you know? And so it's like, if you're not going to put those strategies, just take this thing behind the barn and go ahead and, and off with it already, you know, otherwise, otherwise you need to make sure that you're employing all of these strategies that we discussed on this uh, podcast today, because they're all, they're all within your reach and they're all doable. And so there's really no excuse not to. Yeah, no, that's great. Those are great parting words. All right, everybody, make sure you connect with Marco Salinas. Thank you so much for joining us. It was awesome having you on this episode. Thank you, Veronica. All right, guys, that wraps up this episode. Make sure you hit subscribe on your favorite podcast platform. We don't want you to miss any episodes of Saturday Soundbites. And make sure you drop some comments if you're watching us on Facebook or YouTube. And Marco and I will be sure to connect with you. Thank you so much. And I'm going to wrap up this episode by sending you lots of positive energy and light.